good morning or good evening to those um, in different parts of the world. We are the Retro Brothers, episode five. Um, my name's Andy. And my name's Dave. How are you? Not too bad, yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Another uh, snowy week for us. Um, very sunny. Oh, I, I, well, I don't, yeah, it is snowy, but I, I don't know. It sends it's all my gone brain. Eh? Well, it's, it's all gone. It sends my brain into a mush because it's like it's snowing. All of a sudden, it wants to be sunny as well. Whereas normally in the UK, it's just grey. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got a few things to talk about this week. Yeah, we certainly have. So, uh, we're probably going to uh, follow on from uh, some of the subjects we touched uh, last week, but go into more detail on some. So, we got uh, the WhatsApp um, data um, policy uh, uh, that's changing. Um, so, supposedly sharing data with Facebook or Wilbur um, when you read the policy. So, there's that um, people moving from WhatsApp. So, that'll be very interesting. Um, we've got, um, obviously, to follow on from that, we've also got the um, new Samsung S21. So, yet another Galaxy phone. <laughs> um, coming another. out, we've also got Apple, um, a new podcast subscription service, um, some Xbox and Windows stuff. And then up to our retro proper retro um, elements. We've obviously got the uh, retro games and graphics for Minecraft and obviously the conversation behind why people are going back to pixel graphics, which, yeah, you're right, we see a lot of. Um, and we're also going to talk about the Atari VCS uh, a little bit more this week, which we touched on last week, but um, the, the reviews are out there. Um, we're not going to do a review because um, we don't have one. However, we are going to... Uh, have our views on what we think because um, we obviously we did have a we did have a, an opinion last week uh, which while well, we were going to both get one um, but there's been some sort of negative um, certainly um, sort of feedback on it certainly from the US anyway um, so yeah it's going to be an interesting episode. Good, good. Well. <laughs> So the first one in our list, as you said, was uh, WhatsApp. So obviously, I it appeared on my phone about a week ago. Uh, it's maybe actually earlier than that, uh, saying that there's going to be a new privacy policy and and the data's going to start being shared with Facebook. Obviously, we knew this was coming, um, purely because they bought WhatsApp. They're not going to just leave it as a separate platform. Obviously, WhatsApp, I believe, is changing out and, and going to be the default messenger eventually. Or, or that will be merged with Facebook. Um, either way, it's going to going to end up part of the platform. So this is their first step. But obviously, that really sort of irritates a lot of people. Um, so what's happened in the last uh, few days and weeks? Um, people are moving chip. They're dropping uh, WhatsApp and they're moving to other platforms. We've had Elon Musk suggesting a new platform. Um, and there are a huge sort of uptake in other other ones. I mean, there are a few out there now. There's there's um, you know there's some good ones out there, some bad ones. But unfortunately, some uh, I can't remember. I think it's Signal. Um, they crashed with the surge of new users. Yeah, it's Signal. Uh, is that the one we we spoke about that last week? Didn't we? Isn't we did. Signal we did mention Signal. Last, yeah, got a massive investment from the original founder of WhatsApp. Yeah. It did, um, yeah. So that, which is very interesting. So, um, 
So, you know, people are moving, but you're always going to have the chicken and egg. So, again, we were talked about it. You know, we, we had, we, for years, everyone's been moving. You know, people used to be on ICQ and MSN Messenger, and people moved to Skype, and then, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And, like, now some some kids don't even use Facebook, don't even use WhatsApp. They're, they're on Instagram messaging each other uh, through direct message. So it's it's just a, it's going to be an organic thing. Um Facebook now have announced they are going to pause for three months before they move this forward with a privacy policy. So they've decided to hold off with the change. I never accepted it, and there were there were a date where you had to click accept, but I've never accepted it. You know, yeah, it's funny. I now you say oh, I that I don't know if I did. I don't. I don't remember getting it. And and to be and to be honest, what's really weird when I do, I just go, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, because there's not there's nothing on there early, but then reading into it and we uh, post that. So this is a lesson to everyone else. Actually, don't just blindly accept any terms and conditions from an app you've used for years. Um, yeah, yeah, nine times out of ten, it isn't anything. But there's always that one time it's going to be, and this is one, and probably I have clicked on it um, <laughs> and, I, and accepted it. Having said that, um, and I've also heard. I don't know if you were read the stories that people's um, chats are now appearing in Google searches. If, if you're in I've Google. not seen that. I've heard that there's been... Uh... Yeah, so I've seen... So the uh, there's a... There's a, there's a um, I, can't, I can't remember which uh, fellow podcast brought this up, actually, but if you, uh, if you Google um, uh, I mean, having a certain thing to do with WhatsApp, um, anyone... So it's basically group chats. So basically uh, a group... And members of that uh, is not encrypted and it's available to the web. So you can search, but what it also shows is people's mobile numbers in there. So, yeah, I mean, let's face it, when Facebook bought out WhatsApp, yeah. you know, we knew that privacy were going to be breached and so on along the way. Is they're going to screw it up or they're just going to start, you know, merging the two with Facebook because they want people to still use their irrelevant platform. Um, you know, mainly now it's it's for people who are over over forties yeah. uh, and fifties who don't want to move to any other platform and who want to stick with their friends and and you know you utilize it and and for advertising. Um, I mean, what what was WhatsApp when it, when you think about it? What it were a platform that could be used over Wi-Fi. People didn't use their um, your know, minutes of data and anything. You were able to send pictures and you were able to have group chats. Now. When you look at it, a standard, well, I, um, I know iOS does it. Their iMessenger does exactly the same. Goes over Wi-Fi, group chats. Doesn't that's why people don't use WhatsApp. And I think even um, and although Google Android phones are slightly different because there's different chat apps out there. And I do know obviously Google have got Hangouts, um, but again, yeah, there's plenty more out there. And I think. I don't think there is a. I don't know what WhatsApp's there for. I'm okay at end-to-end encryption, but well, it um, was there for that, wasn't it? That, that, when, I mean, when, they, they pro- it was kind of a promise more than anything else yeah. that you know you use this. You, you we we don't pass any. It may pass through our servers, but by the time it's hit our servers, you've done a. Yeah. It's already been encrypted on your phone. Yeah, might not be the case now. Certainly with the groups. Yeah. Um, the problem is is moving people that you know onto another platform. I mean, yeah. I've I've sacrificed. A certain level by, I mean, I've got an account on Facebook, but I don't use it uh, by not using it anymore. Um, and again, with WhatsApp, 
um, until a good majority of those people start moving. The problem is they won't use it purely. Be- they won't make a decision on the tech that the the you know they will they'll make a decision that it's good encryption or it's a good application. They'll just make the decision because their mates are moving that they feel like they're moving. Yeah. So they'll tell us. Oh, we're moving to a new platform. If you want to talk to us on what we're using, I'll have WhatsApp, but eventually I'll just I'll remove it on my phone after a few months. So we may end up in a situation where there'll be just a, a flash move of, of users, a huge amount of users, when something like Zoom comes along, where it's like, might not be the best technology in the world, but everyone seems to be using it. So let's use it. So it's going to be like that mob mentality of let's just jump ship to another one. And yeah. my fear is we'll end up with something even worse. But yeah, people are moving. But obviously now Facebook realizes they're losing a lot of users, uh, losing a lot of revenue for it because they're not advertising based on our usage, of course. Um, that you know it's it's going to happen, and it's it's going to be a case of well, let's just hold off and see whether we can get. So I, I don't know what they're planning with this. So if they're saying we're going to hold off for three months. Is a plan to review it, or is a plan just to hope that people forget about it and then just switch it on again? So I'll have to see on that, and maybe we'll review it in three months' time. Yeah, there's a and there's another one that I've heard of um, prominent actually, but loads of people mentioning just this last week. Obviously, this brought up uh, Telegram. Yeah, Telegram. I've used it in the past. Um, it's pretty decent. Yeah, so there's a lot of people um, sort of moving to that platform as well. Um, I've never heard of it until this week, and then, then all of a sudden there's a big spike of people talking about it. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We'll have to see where it goes. We'll have to keep an eye on this one. Yeah, it definitely will. Um, yeah, so, so I mean, just sticking with that, actually, just uh, just sort of mention on, on some of the stuff. So, obviously, you know, they're having bad times. Facebook, um, obviously, because I, I think it's probably more because of this and the removal of um, people's accounts as well uh, or blocking people's accounts. They've obviously, their shares have gone down. But I think it's mainly to do with the uh, WhatsApp stuff. But Twitter, um, you know, their shares have really bombed. I think um, they lost, I think, combined between them $51 billion last week um, in shares. Um, people, again, moving from Twitter. Don't know where they're moving to, although... Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Parler, but <laughs> Parler's been uh, stopped by Amazon at the moment, so I don't know where people are I'm moving. I'm not sure where just, people are going for that. Twitter yeah. seems to be sort of... They've managed to pull a little bit of a niche there because it is it's sort of a... It's not really Facebook. Yeah. It's not really Instagram because Instagram's more about video and, and yeah. photos. It's although, just, although people use it for more yeah. than that now, but it's yeah, it's somewhere, somewhere, to, throw an, it's somewhere to throw up an opinion, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and it is good for commercial. Yeah. Um, a lot of companies use it, and they, they, yeah. it's their way of communicating with their customers. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe someone needs to come up with an alternative and spend some money. Yeah, but yeah, maybe so. Somebody get an alternative that does everything. Um, but I suppose do you need everything these days? You know, you you speak to anyone under a certain age, they don't, they, they probably think, well, "What's Facebook?" You know, why would I need to use that? I, I, and I think also sometimes I don't get why in the likes of Facebook, well, they've got WhatsApp, but they add Messenger. Um, they already add pictures, but they've got Instagram. What you know? What's the difference? Why don't they? Uh, yeah, you know, why have all three? Why I don't think- they just have one? 
I think it's down to what Microsoft used to do. They used to yeah. they used to make friends with a company and, and buy them out, and then and then say that don't worry, this product's going to continue, and then it just suddenly just gets dissolved and disappears. Yeah. Some of some of it sometimes the tech gets pulled into what what Microsoft want to use for, uh, and some of it just got completely demolished, just bought out purely because they were a competitor. And I think that's what you know these these companies like Facebook have got so much money to spend, and they're seeing other really popular platforms. And if you're looking at the number of users or subscribers on that platform, you can move them over to yours or under one umbrella, under one umbrella, whether it be separate for for the meantime and then slowly envelop it into your own platform. Yeah. That's basically what they're doing. They're, they're, they're going for other competitors. They're pulling in the subscribers. They're either keeping it as an ongoing platform um, or they're just developing it, just like Skype with Microsoft. Obviously, Skype now is is an integral part of, of the underlying, I assume, underlying Teams tech now. Um, and sometimes it's easier for a company to instead of doing research development to actually buy a product and then just change it. So that, that's what's what I, that's what's going on there. But sometimes you know you just want to get rid of that competitor and you just buy them out. So yeah, oh yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, uh, um, you got the money. Yeah, certainly have. <laughs> certainly, I've got the money. Um, so we'll just yeah, so we'll see where that goes. It's uh, it's very interesting now. So, but and it, and it's happening so quick. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I I suppose maybe they didn't think they were going to get the backlash because you know people are so used to using it. But I think people are so used to you know what I'm just going to move. As the well. internet is a double edged sword, isn't it? You know the, these people think they've got control and they do have control, but end of day. Once once something gets out there, people can just jump ship, and you know, a half a million users, a million users, or whatever, it might not be a lot to some, but it, it's still revenue, and that that will hurt some companies. Yeah. yeah. So it's, Samsung. Yeah, so Samsung. Um, I don't know if this is earlier than last year, so because it doesn't seem five minutes that the S twenty came out and the S twenty Ultra um from last year and i i believe i still don't and, and it says yeah so the s21 range has been announced and you can actually pre-order now um but you don't, now, don't pre-order don't pre-order anything until the products come out and it's half decent uh, well i've exa- said that don't do yeah. it <laughs> exactly done uh well it just goes to show so the uh last year the s20 ultra i think it was seven months before because obviously we market is all, I mean look at the you know, the the camera the um, the S twenty uh, Ultra camera was it have hundred and twenty times zoom something really ridiculous um, but it were it were rubbish um, the firmware and the software and, and it took a while to refine it and I think it's only just got there so it's like why release the S twenty one and I think sometimes manufacturers it's they're not doing it. They're not any better. It's just what the S twenty should have been, I think. But the, so the, for me, the 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 S twenty one. They've got the S twenty one, S twenty one plus, and the S twenty one ultra. Now, what's interesting is um, if you look at their roadmap, the notes gone. So the Galaxy notes. I think the S twenty one plus is probably going to replace that. I I mean, it wasn't for me, but I like no. the idea of the note. Um. I, I I even I don't know what size this is, but it's one of the larger uh, smartphones, in Nokia. And uh, you know what? I still struggle going onto websites. I still struggle with the size yeah. of that screen. 
So I always like the idea of having a massive screen yeah. and having that real estate to actually hopefully get what you want to but do. Like, but, then not, but I mean, you look at the Note though, last year, it wasn't any bigger than the S20 Plus. In no, fact, no. one of the Note models were even, you know, the screen size were even smaller. So um, it, I, I did have the S10 Note, or the Note 10, sorry. And I probably took the pen out four times and that were to use as, as a selfie because it's obviously, it's got gestures. Um, so you could take it, you know, you just use it as a selfie remote control thing. Uh, so that were great, but I, I hardly used it. In fact, I even forgot it were there. Um, so I'm not, yeah, it, it, it's almost, and, it, and I think it's the same with tablets with pens. They're not really. People use them, and I've seen a lot of people say, oh, I use it instead of a notepad, but it's not really a – it's still a niche thing, I think. It's not massive. So no, uh, I think the pen thing's nice for, for some people, yeah. but I don't think that was really sort of one of the main points of the, the note. But, yeah, I suppose, really, if you, if you stood there, it's it's a good PR uh, advertising uh, stunt, really. You know, you, you look at right. What have I got? I've got a um, a Samsung Note. It's like okay, you've got one of those big things. Yeah. Oh, I've got a Samsung Galaxy Ultra. That sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I just look. It does look nice. The the designs um, slightly changed. It's <clears throat> and they've um, there seems to have changed the uh, well. Look, looking at the picture, the camera instead of it being because um, I think last year it was like a cube module that it's now. Now seems to be all um, back in one line. So we've got um, a cluster now of yeah. five, three. How many? How many lenses have we got on back of there now? Well, it seems to be. Well, the picture that they're showing here is. Uh, we've got a cluster of. Yeah, the S twenty one is three in it. I think the S twenty one. I don't know about the S twenty one plus, but the S twenty one ultra. Um, and there's no picture of it. Oh, I have seen one. Does have? I think it has five. Yeah, I'm looking at the back of the Ultra now, and yeah, it, look, it does look like it's got five on there, including the yeah. flash. I mean, how many lenses do you need? Um, I mean, we're on over a hundred megapixel camera now, um, but most of this is purely for that eight K slow motion video yeah. that what everybody uses. No, I mean, I. Yeah, yeah. I think, think of the last uh, time I did a, a slow mo video. I mean, yeah, people who are doing Instagram and all that, they don't want all that. But is this well, what the, it's marketing towards? Other though, I mean, you I mean, you do a four K video. Um, how many people moan about? Uh, all they're going to do is upload anything to um, Instagram, to Facebook, Snapchat, uh, uh, and anything else. Um, yeah, does anyone moan about that it's not 4K quality? Because it certainly isn't. Obviously, it's uploaded, isn't it? And obviously, it gets compressed. I'm not. I'm not sure you need it. Um, I, I know it's almost taken away the fact you don't need a professional camera anymore. But if you're a pro, you still get a professional you're still camera. Not going to get. I mean, yeah. I, I, I look on the the sort of editing forums uh, for the software I use occasionally, and a lot of people now are saying, "Oh, what camera should I get?" You know, to get that. Uh, even just Saturday HD footage, and then they're going use yeah. a phone. Don't don't go out there and buy a, a camera. Just use a phone because they're good enough, and they are. And and yeah. yet to an extent, you can get some stunning results out of these phones. But I mean, looking at this now, we've got two lenses purely for the uh, zoom optical zoom. Yeah, 
So to me, why don't you just now innovate? And, and I mean, how many more do we need? Do we need about 10 of them so you can get all the various optical zooms in there? Either innovate on the software so you can do digital zoom, which will probably never be that good, or have a lens that's adaptable. Uh, maybe the technology is not there yet, but, you know, a, a true optical uh, zoom phone instead of digital or fixed, which is what it seems to be. I think it's great. I mean, it's, you know... the. It's, it looks like a decent, decent piece of tech, and, and I'm sure yeah, it'll, it's, it's going to take mean, amazing footage. I mean, the screens have got, I, I would say the, uh, the uh, certainly I have, I've held and used an S20 Plus. I think the screens on them are uh, much better than um, than any of the competitors at the moment. I think they've got the, they use the best screen, but there again, Samsung supply every other manuf uh, <laughs> mobile manufacturer their screens as well. So they're going to, you know, well, <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. And um, Apple as well. I think um, certainly up to the last model, um, it, Samsung did their screens, but um, yeah. So, 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 so if you're looking at the ultra 6.8 inch quad HD uh, OLED, 108 megapixel, quad lens um yeah it's got facial recognition and i'm glad it's kept the fingerprint scanner um but yeah it's just it's just one of them you know the one they just fixed last year so what's you know what's it going to bring is anyone using the full functionality of last year's probably not just and don't I think probably because, no 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 don't pre-order it the, the thing to do now is this is an advantage this is taking advantage of of the last year's uh, phone, which yeah. all the flagship phones from last year will be absolutely amazing. Now yeah. the new ones are coming out, go to the previous years because yeah. all the bug fixes will have done, all the hardware problems will have been sorted by now. So you'll get second, third generation of that flagship phone, which is fixed. This will will undoubtedly have problems uh, from day one. So just hold off, get yes uh, last year's flagship phone, and then. And then you got the best of both worlds. All right, you're going to have somebody stood next to you one day who might have the, the next one up, but who, who cares? Certainly no. we don't. I'm sure people do, but we don't care. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Unless, you know, uh, I mean, looking at it. No, I, I certainly don't. And it's not any... It, it, I mean, if I still had the... You know, if I did have an S20, I'd look at this and think, you know, Wi-Fi 6, 6E, where, you know, what, what, where are you going to get that? And then there's technologies in there that's just, you know, it's really, you know, it's not quite, it's cutting edge. The only thing, see, it, the only thing that would make me upgrade and unfortunately not done it is, um, again, as per usual in Europe and the UK, they've not gone for the Snapdragon CPU. They've gone for what most people are saying is an inferior, which is Samsung's own Exynos processor, which... Um, it, it throttles and overeats, and that's been a massive thing. So if you put two side by side, and a lot of people have done this, the Qualcomm comes out on top, but for some reason, Samsung in Europe have gone for their own. I just don't think it's an efficient processor enough to um, for, for it compared to the Qualcomm, but they've gone for it again. Um, so if you know a lot of people with... If they wanted a Qualcomm, probably would have upgraded, but they've, I don't know. I don't know why that decision's taken that they've done that, but they have. Undoubtedly, I'm sure it'll be an amazing phone when it comes down to it. It's got, it has got some amazing specs, and and let's let's face it, more and more important these days is the camera on them, yeah. um, and the, and the price is it is 
equivalent to Apple now. I think. Yeah, I think gone are yeah. the gone, gone are the days. I think where uh, Apple are overpriced, and you know, they're out there. Why would you buy one when you can get an equivalent elsewhere? Well, to give you an example, a lot of man- yeah. When the conversation's going high school at the moment, uh, from one of my kids, um, they go, "What phone's that? Is it an Apple? Is it a Samsung?" So mm-hmm. Samsung are now at that level where it feels like yeah. a quality phone, and it feels like you're getting like the alternative to an Apple. Yeah. So the premium um, on Android. So yeah, maybe to an extent you are, but that's debatable. Um, yeah. They they've gone down the same route as 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 um, Apple. You know, they've realised that if they make a premium looking uh, phone. And it and it looks and it works premium, then you can charge a price for it. And you know what? If that's what they can do, then that's what they will do. Just looking at the uh, Ultra, it's got more memory in than my laptop. It's got sixteen gig of RAM, which is like, you know, it, you imagine you're in a mobile sixteen gig of RAM. It's uh, for more... most people that is their one computer. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. And uh, I tell you one thing that that well. I'd like them to develop it more, Samsung DeX. So if you don't know what that is, it just so if you plug it into um, a screen, so if you wireless it to a screen or if you USB it in, into uh, into a device, it turns it turns it into desktop mode. So it basically has a desktop environment within that, so it turns it into a computer. And I've seen people use it for that. Yeah. Uh, um, so, but they've not. I don't think they've developed it as much as they, they, they should have been. It's been that's where it's going to go, isn't it? You know, yeah. we're going to we're going to have that. I mean, it's it's a little bit like your uh, Nintendo uh, latest console, where they just essentially you plug in a you are plugging in a tablet into a platform, and it's becoming yeah. like a full screen, full on, full end working console on your screen. Yeah. You, but now you can reach over. Pull it out, take it away with you, and still carry on playing the same game on on a screen. So yeah, I mean, the, the, I I suspect uh, I I don't want to say go on too long on this, but our ex- Xbox and and PlayStation will eventually be one of those. They'll they'll just make a platform where you can just dock it, play it full four K, undock it, and maybe I might be playing the game in HD on a screen. Uh, by the way, um, Sony and Microsoft, if you didn't think about that, that's our idea. Copyrighted by the Retro Brothers, the yeah. one only Retro Brothers, the Retro Brothers. Uh, and if you want to give us some money, please do. Give us some money, and we'll input. <laughs> yeah, we'll help you. We'll. So, uh, we've yeah. just touched on Apple with Samsung. You've got something else about Apple? Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, the, 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 I mean, they already do have uh, podcasts within iTunes. They always have had podcasts, but they're now looking at doing a full uh, subscription base. Now, with Apple, they seem to be going subscription-based with everything. Um, they've, they've now got um, Apple One. Um, so Apple One, basically, what it, do, uh, what it is, is a subscription-based, and it bundles all their services into one, so for one subscription. So you'll get Apple Music, Apple TV, which is not a lot on it at the moment, Apple Arcade, so you get all the arcade games, Apple News, fitness um you get more storage um and there's even uh, a bigger one where you can have families and you can have six people and you can have apple fitness plus in for i think it's 29 pound a month um now i'm obviously going off the 
sort of the the the, the podcast thing, but the, yeah, the fact that they're moving into a subscription base, and the fact you know how much you have Spotify now. So if you get a Spotify family account, what is it, sixteen pound a month? But that only gives yeah. you Spotify. Well, this is giving you TV, music. Yeah, it's giving you everything for almost the same price unless you upgrade to, um, well, slightly more, to be honest, unless you upgrade to the Fitness Plus, which I'm sure some people will and never use it. Um, yeah, so, so now they've moved into, um, so they're doing that with podcasts as well. Now, I'm not sure if that's going to be part of Apple One. Um, they've, not, they've not really said, but... Yeah, so they've always done podcasts, but now it looks like they're moving into a subscription service um, as early as well as uh, this year, really. Is that is that going to be a thing? You know, I mean, podcasts have always been easily available on, on various platforms. We push it out to a few without using a, one particular one called Anchor, which a lot of people seem to be using. What what? What benefit are you going to get? Are you going to get exclusives or no, are you going to get I, I, money? Yeah, is, is, well, is it going to be I, like a monetary it is, sort of return I, for the podcasters? I think what they're doing here is that anyone, um, so to, to, to attract content creators, what they're doing here in the platform is they're going to allow people to earn higher revenues through charging for individual podcasts. So you can buy a podcast for so much. If it's a special, so you subscribe. So, so like, you know, hours are on uh, Spotify and other sessions, but obviously people's subscription, you can just search and find them. But if it's a special, you have to pay extra for it. Um, so do, you know, people, you know, probably bring in millions uh, of viewership. Are they going to like, right, okay, we're going to do a two-hour special on this, but you pay extra for that? Possibly. I mean, you're going to get, yeah, you're going to have shows out there that have a massive amount of uh, listeners, but, as soon as you drop onto the Apple platform, I mean, you, you, you're cutting out yeah. 50%. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you'd have to, like, maybe you would have to. I mean, I don't know how it's going to work with they expect you to do the entire podcast on there or when you can't, like you say, can put specials on there uh, and then just get a subscription. But you could do that anyway on Patreon, and a lot of people do use that because uh, they get special access to maybe the, the, the sort of the raw footage or something. But... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be people out there who'll probably pay for it, and 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 they might pull over some really big, big people over. I suspect you, you're going to get people podcasting who are just famous already. Yeah, and I think uh, that's what you know, the, Kardashians will probably do a podcast on there or something. I don't. And know. I think that's what they're trying to attract. And I'll tell yeah. you why. I mean, you look at so Spotify have just uh, well, they signed a multi-million pound contract with. Um, you know, they're very interesting podcasters, um, our ex-royals that have advocated yeah, to the US. Yeah. Um, you know, they're doing a podcast now and, you know, they've been paid millions to do it. And I think looking at it, I think this is where this could go. And I think that you, you said they will attract, I mean, because their Apple TV service has attracted some big stars over, but it's like, right, now we've got the stars, what content do we, I, I feel as if like, right, what contention we have? And I think, because their content, and I've looked at it time and time again, I find it bland. Um, there's not, there's not a great deal on there. There's some some big stars. They've attracted some big stars, um, but the maturity is not quite there yet on the uh, Apple TV. So look uh, at that Apple TV app as it stands at the moment. Um, Obviously, they've got other streaming services in there, so it's almost like an Amazon Prime, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, talking it's, about you've got yeah. you've got availability of BBC iPlayer through that. Fine, 
Um, but I mean, I've not got to it yet, and I don't know. Okay, so if I was to, if I wanted the Apple TV app right now, I could put it on obviously the iPads, Apple TV, Macs, AirPlay. But then there are other devices like PC, Roku, Samsung's TV, and Fire TV, and the LG Smart TV. So a standard Android, you can't do. Um, you might be able to sideline it into there somehow, yeah. you know, like you do with a Fire tablets where you can sideline Android. Uh, it's, uh, it's in the, there. Yeah, it's on but, the Xbox now as well, I think. So, yeah, I mean, it is, it is, it's like the uh, Sky one and everything else now, so yeah. you can get the app and you can subscribe even if you're not using Apple. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, they're, gonna, they're, they're probably just going to get big book sign-ups. Like, again, I'll use a Kardashian's example. Kardashian's, yeah. by the way, if you didn't thought about that before, you know, we, we've decided about you know, we came up with it first, so kick us some money. Uh, but yeah, maybe, yeah it, maybe we, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, we, maybe that's the case. And and you know, if you've got a lot of listeners, or you know, you'll draw in those listeners, you, you you could probably set up a premium channel, and that might maybe what's what it is a podcast that's premium that will go yeah. on there. I don't know. Um, you're trying to add value to, to a service, so I guess that's what we're going to try to do, but um, unless. Unless you like listening to that, and you're right, unless you like listening to that particular person, if it's a particular subject, but yet you're having to pay for individual podcasts, there's always somebody else doing that subject. Yeah, yeah, well, we know that. It, it, <laughs> there's plenty of retro brothers out there, apparently. Yeah, yeah, there is, unless we're... Well, we're the best, of course. Yeah, unless we're we talk about cloned. nothing but everything at the same time. Yeah. We might have been cloned, you never know. No, you never know, do you? Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. But yeah, I think it's going to be yeah, Kardashians. People are going to pay premium for that. I think it's. I think it's going to be on the people doing it rather than yeah, exactly. Yeah, people um, like us. We ain't going to be on there. No, not for a year anyway, at least. No. Uh, so moving on, uh, Xbox again. Consoles are getting a lot of coverage from us lately. Um, instant on standby Xbox. So this was a little article I read, and it was just it was basically describing the instant on on an Xbox. So it's their version of standby. So it's not Hibernate where the the machine shuts down and you you fire it back up and it loads up a a file from memory and dumps it back to memory. This is a hibernation, so it goes to sleep, but it still uses quite a bit of power for that instant on of gratification of being able to fire up and fire up COD uh, within seconds. Um, this is going to use a lot of power, apparently. It's about time the, the the full sort of amount of users that would be buying an Xbox and managed to get one and start playing it in in maybe a couple of years' time. The amount of power these machines are using is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Um, whereas if you shut, if if people were using Xboxes and shut them off, it would use a lot less power. Now, yeah, okay, people can go, oh, another eco nut. But the, we are at a time now where really. Everyone's contract concentrate on getting these devices to use less power. Great. So why have Microsoft chosen this? It's purely because people can't wait to turn on the console for that load screen to get onto the main dashboard to play a game. I mean, you know, maybe you can even do it whilst you're playing a game. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure someone can tell us. But why, you know, in in a day and age where you're shutting down machines and the on power save mode and everything else. Why would you want a machine where it's instant on? It's using a lot of power still. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, all right. It's a niche niche machine, and there's not many people using it. 
yeah, okay, you're not going to be using that much power, but the amount of Xboxes that are going to be out there, it's going to be a huge consumption of power that's not necessary. Yeah, I think the PS5 have got something something similar, haven't they? Because uh, they, the PS5's facility or their take on it is if you're halfway through a game, you can pause it or go into yeah, standby, yeah. go back on it, and the game is exactly where it, where it, where it was. And I mean, that's what yeah. the PS5... Although... Yeah, it probably is the similar thing, yeah. Uh, and that's where PS5 had the bug with the... Um, when it did go into um, instant standby yeah. mode, and oh, that's when your, your controls stopped syncing. So... I, I don't know. Our Xbox is following suit. Well, they've got that. We want, you know, we, we've got... Very, 12. very possible. I mean, I'm not sure who came up with it first. Yeah. My, my take on this is, um, you know, you've got like that little button where you can click save. Yeah. Well, if you could do that at any point in your game and then press another button to power it off. But, but like within the game, say power off. These machines should be fast enough now to power off pretty quick and boot up pretty quick. So these machines might take, I don't know, five, ten seconds to shut down. And then five seconds boot up, but they can then load the game in and pull in the last save point. So you're going to use power because yeah. people can't be bothered to wait that extra twenty seconds down and up, maybe. Yeah. Your usual, I don't know. Your usual gaming out there, I don't know. People, let me know. Usual gaming out there, do they do they care? Maybe not. Is it or is it the fact that people are getting so serious that you know, and then ten seconds are just you know, it's vital for them. Um, I don't know. It's um, I don't know. I, I yeah, I do. I do sit there sometimes impatiently when it's first loading up um, a game when I first installed it. But um, but then I'll go on something that's ten, fifteen years old, even longer, and um, and then I appreciate <laughs> waiting. You know, ten, fifteen seconds now, and not three minutes, four minutes. And well, there, is, there, is, there is that in there. I mean, we're used to waiting a lot longer. Well, we used to be. And uh, do you know what? That's the thing. I mean, I've mentioned this before. I've got a laptop that's three, four years old. It's a game laptop, and I've got a brand new desktop from last October. We've not quite the latest kit on, but you know, good piece of kit in it, and it actually takes longer than a laptop to boot. I, I honestly think that there's, there's so much still screwed up with the whole booting process on PCs in general and devices in general. I think there needs to be a bit of a shake-up with that, which obviously means the incompatibility issues, but I don't know. I, I, I think that they could have innovated on these machines and made them quick to, to boot up and, and quick to shut down. I mean, let's face it, Windows, unless you've got a lot of things on startup when you hit that desktop, that first initial boot is pretty quick, and I believe it's something to do with a uh, hibernation anyway when you shut down Windows these days it's not a true shutdown it's like a hibernation or a hybrid hibernation um, to be able to do it so yeah I, I, I'm not I'm not sure I'm not convinced by it and I'm sure it's amazing when you can do it you can just pause and click close and then just carry on where you are um, yeah. great for parents shut down that, that, that console I'm just on a game five more minutes no you've got instant shutdown <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, so, yeah, it might be great for parents who want their kids to get off the computer and then yeah. come back to it five hours later. Yeah, tea's ready. And tea's ready, exactly. Oh, so, uh, for, for people elsewhere, you know, they don't call it tea; it's dinner. Dinner, yeah, yeah. We call it tea. We're in the north. You can probably tell by now. Uh, Windows Ten X. <laughs> um, yeah, funnily, I looked at this as well, and um, well, actually, I. I saw two uh, before you get onto. I saw two. One earlier on this week, the YouTube guy showing it, and it looked very much beta. But then I've seen the Windows Central's one. It's almost it's ready. 
So, um, yeah. What, yeah, what? so Windows 10 is um, being built from the ground up. It's going to start shipping in 2021. Um, it's built on something called the Windows Core OS that guts all the legacy components in, in favour of, of, of better user experience and enhanced security, da-da-da-da-da. Usual PR thing. Um, so they are going to put legacy 32-bit application support back in at a later date. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. Another year, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, this this is this is a, a brand new Windows from scratch. It's it's not going to be replacing your desktop one uh, initially. Um, it's got a brand new modern user interface. Um, you can so it's going to be used for foldable computers, and I'm sure it'll end up on Surface and everything else eventually. Um, but looking at those screenshots. And I did actually put in the notes. I put Chrome OS clone. Um, I mean, they have literally gone for the Chrome OS look and feel, from what I can tell in there. New taskbar uh, feels very Chrome OS. Notifications and the settings, which is on on the different side now, it looks very Chrome OS. Uh, new setup experience, well, we don't care about that. New file explorer looks. Pretty much the same updates, blah blah blah. So yeah, great. So this is them obviously rebuilding uh, Windows and, and allowing people to just carry on as normal, loading up standard applications, but they're ripping out all the old legacy stuff, which obviously gives it a, a boost in terms of performance and yeah. experience. Um, yeah, I've got a problem with this. I mean, it is it is a blatant rip off of Chrome OS, but then. I could get deeper and say it's also a blatant ripoff of GNOME uh, shell on Linux as well. Um, but this seems to be where people are going, so that's fine. Let's face it, we kind of copied, as in I, I say we Linux users kind of copied the start menu from Windows and we got used to the taskbar. Um, so we kind of copied them as well. So it kind of, you know, you, you kind of think, oh, bless. You know, you, you, you copy, you're starting to copy something else. You know, you realise that maybe your user experience isn't quite as unique as it used to be. So that's great. You know, copying is a, is a form of flattery, end of the day. But to me, it, it, it just looks like they've taken Chromebook and they've sat it there and one of their CEOs have gone, I want that. So make it so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, one... It uses. I've noticed on it that it uses the. Um, there's a lot of browser apps, so it's using apps in browser in it as well. It's not. Um, I, I it, I'm a bit confused by it actually because I can't really tell. So I, I've seen somebody demo it and I've seen somebody download. There's um, and it's really it does look good actually. Um, Spotify have done a really good web app version of their, you know, Spotify. Uh, it does look really good. It looks like an app. Some some probably don't. You know, I think it, again, same with Microsoft. Or anything it is rely. I mean, unless unless that code that sort Spotify had done is it's Edge. Does that mean it's just going to work on anything that installs Edge? Is it going to work on anything? Because the the issue with this that I have is that to me this is their third attempt. They had Windows RT on the on the first on the services originally when again it cut down version of Windows. People then moaned, I can't do sod all. It's, they've called it Windows 10 for a start. Yeah. Yeah, so people are going to expect to have Windows 10 functionality. They're not going to get it. So all you're going to get is people are just going to moan. Um, and I'm doing this from the other side first. Then they've had Windows 10S, exactly the same. 
And then people moaned and then allowed people to upgrade from Windows 10S to a full-blown. Um, they've done this. And then and then you say that they're going to bring in 32-bit, you know, the X86 apps, old legacy apps. Is that because halfway through developing of this, people are moaning, well, I want to use my legacy apps. Well, this, when are they this, going to stop supporting legacy apps, you know? Yeah, I mean, this, this, this is where you kind of like... This this is stepping on Chrome OS. So Chrome OS has has clearly taken a, a huge chunk out of their revenue. It has. I mean, I do know a lot of people who use it. I have a Chromebook and I'm I'm happy with it. But that being said, like most people, you realise that the web apps and the the sort of like the uh, the basics of the OS doesn't quite get you to where you need. Now you know that what they're doing is they're not running it within the OS itself. They're going to run it as a container. Yeah. So the legacy apps won't hopefully affect the system itself. When you look at what Google did, they put in Linux containers in there because people went, look, I, I can run Shell and all sorts because it's basically run on Linux anyway, so I can uh, root into it and do all sorts of weird stuff. So they realized that people want that, so that's what they did. So on the, on the Chromebooks, it's exactly the same. It's running under a container. And I believe the Android is also running under a container as well. So they, they've, they've done that because they, they've realized the same. So it's almost like they've copied it and gone, well, hang on a minute. People are going to start asking for all, like, Notepad++ and all those, and, you know, they won't really run properly on, on this. So, um, okay, let's do, let's do that then. So, yeah, it, it, it does seem like an afterthought. And, and how long have they been developing this, do you think? Well, A couple of years? Well, they've had two tries, haven't they? So this is the third try, in a way. I so think, I mean, you, can't, you can't build an OS from scratch in, in a year, so it's got, I'd say, at least a couple of years been developing this. So yeah. have they followed the trend that they've realised that, hang on a minute, Chrome OS is now doing the same thing, you know, they're doing containers, maybe we should do that. Yeah, or maybe they just realised they have to support it like like Chrome OS does. Um, yeah, that just... I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like you say, when when a consumer buys Windows, they expect a certain thing. Yeah. Um, if I was to go, I mean, I'm not going to sort of belittle anybody. If I was to go into a store and I wanted a Windows 10 machine, I saw a nice foldable display. And it's, it's supposed to be fast and secure and great on power. As a consumer, the guy's going to say it's Windows 10X. And if that person doesn't sell it as a something different that it's not going to run what do you use it for you know if it doesn't ask the question what do you use it for they're going to take that home and then someone goes oh i need you to install uh, this i can't install that why can't i install that um and they realize that they've been sold a machine that actually doesn't work so it's up to really i think that i think it may, might be okay and i think maybe it's something they need to do but that they have they've done a complete rip off, you know, irrelevant yeah, of. Uh, that just, being said, if this isn't sold, like you said, as a as a separate Windows device, yeah. something that that uh, you know, you, it is like Chrome OS, so you can't always run everything on it, even though it yeah. says Windows ten. They're gonna be in trouble. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna end up with landfill full of these things. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a, I mean, I'm looking at it. Interestingly, it's not, they're not doing this for the um, commercial, uh, sorry, um, for the likes of me and you. Um, no, so, but, you know, like, and again, don't want to belittle people. The likes of me and you are, are a little bit more savvy on what we're buying and we, yeah. we check the, the specs and we 
but check what it is. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I'm the worst for it. I spend, probably spend weeks doing that. But someone's going to go into a store and just see a Windows 10 machine and even pick up the box and just go up to the yeah. to the point where to the pain and disappear and go home. They might not give, be given that information of what 10x is. They'll just see okay. Windows 10 and that is it. It's not going to be available to commercial market, though. So, uh, sorry, not commercial, to uh, mainstream. Um, so was it going to go onto their devices? Well, no. So, so no. So, so looking at this, so in 2021, um, and I don't know if this is why the the right way around. I know I know what they're doing here. They've basically jumped on the working from home bandwagon because it's only going to be available to education enterprise industries. So this this is a complete reaction to Chrome OS because Chrome, the Chromebooks hit certainly in the US, not in the in the UK as much, if at all, to be honest. But yeah. in the US, Chrome absolutely demolished the Windows marketplace in schools, as I understand it. Yeah. Uh, so, so if that's what is... they're going for, then uh, good luck to them because I, I just spent some Again. time on working yeah. on Windows 10 just to just to have like different modes. It's... You know, if you want to yeah. if you want to redevelop the interface, do it for all of them. Don't spend your time and money trying to do this just because you're losing a bit of revenue. Because I, I tell you what, this will end up with a load of landfill. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I, I don't. I don't know because uh, you know there's a lot of businesses out there that um, they want cheap PCs, and it's almost well, hang on, is that meant to be VDI. Um, I, I think it's for businesses who want to run, just want to run Office, and yeah, Google. See, Google for Enterprise is in the business place, and there's a lot of public, not just education, but there's a lot of public. Um, Bodies in the UK now using Chrome, and I think they, you know, they, you are, you're right, they are eating into uh, Microsoft's uh, revenue. So I think that that's why I think that it looks like, you know, any cheap PC, so five hundred pound, that's what they're aiming at at the moment. Um, I can go on to Dell and, and order 10, yeah. 15, 20 laptops for three hundred and fifteen. They're actually decent machines. Yeah, I'd argue. I'd argue. Uh, see. This isn't my problem. I don't want to elongate it too much longer, but this is my problem with the whole Chrome thing. That was the the price point was the reason that everyone got them because they were cheap, but they but were so no cheap expensive. that they couldn't upgrade them, and they were low memory, low yeah. storage. So then they went onto the premium line. So you're talking four hundred, five hundred quid before you get a good one, up to yeah. nearly a thousand pounds for a yeah. really good one. Thousand yeah. pounds, I can go out and buy myself a, 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 a top end um, gaming laptop. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Um, you know, some people want it and they get it and they buy it. Uh, I don't know. This is almost stepping on toes of, of, of the other products they've got as well. Um, yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see what happens with this one. I'm not, I'm not 100% convinced, but at the moment, all I'm saying is. Well, I, I, I'm actually predicting something here. They're doing this, so, the comm- so obviously, commercial markets, education, business. So they're starting there at the beginning. We get people used to it. When it comes out into the mainstream market in 2022, it ain't going to be Windows 10X. It's going to be, oh, look, Windows 10's got an update. I think they're going to... Very possible. It might be their way of trying to see where the people go um, for it. Um, hence why Win32 app support isn't going to come until then, because I think they've, got, they've had an issue for a while. Windows 10 is supposedly their last operating system, but the problem is people are still tied up on these legacy apps and... I, they, you can only do so much of an OS by still supporting those Win32 apps on the way they built the car. And the car, the kernel, 
for Windows 10 is is on is is built on Windows 7. And so how so uh, you know, how far removed can you go from that without having to rebuild? Well, let's kernel? face it, the beauty of, of a Windows machine is I can go and get one and I know what I'm getting. Yeah. That is their benefit. If you lose that benefit, if you no longer have that, I'm telling you now, you people are people will jump ship. I'll go right. I'll get a, I'll get a, a Mac or I'll get something else completely different. You know, or even a Chromebook. You know, if yeah. I'm not getting that compatible anymore, all right, okay. What what else can I get? And I'm not sure this always be good for gaming either. So now nah, we'll we'll just have to see. Yeah, um, it's a bizarre one. It looks nice, but um, so does Chrome OS, and I've been using it for the last uh, six months. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I I like it, and I do I do sometimes use the containers, but. And I do sometimes use the Android one as well. We'll have to see on that one a bit. We'll have to follow this one as well and see what happens. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to uh, a couple of subjects we've got. Um, you've got the Atari VCS. We're going to go a little bit more detail on that one because we, we kind of like the idea of that, but we may have hit some snags potentially. And then uh, I'm, also, I'm also going to talk about uh, retro games, uh, so retro graphics mainly. Um, why and it's been going on for a while now. It's not something new. Why have we suddenly started going back to that? And is it a good thing? So, so we'll start with the graphics first. So this is a subject that um, kind of sparked off when I was playing the game. I'm going to pronounce it terribly. A Noiter. Um, it's a little wizard game. Nice retro graphics. Um, I, we, I've talked about it in the past, and you run around on a on a two D platform and and. You shoot your, your spells and it interacts with the various platform like areas. You can burn wood. Uh, if you pour water on it, it puts the fire out, that sort of thing. So it's quite quite neat little game, but it is very, very retro. Um, and another an older one called Fez. Um, that was probably one of the earlier ones that started using retro graphics, <laughs> but in a sort of a 3D way. Um, and then we had uh, Minecraft. Obviously, Minecraft's huge; it's been going on for years now. But that does use retro until recently. Where now there's a... oh, going to say yeah, it seems to have uh... ray trace version. But that's by the by. Kids have been, you know, attracted to it for years, and they don't really care that it looks very sixteen-y, eight-bitty sort of style texturing. So, why have we gone back to this? So, you know, you and I <coughs> years ago when we were playing games on eight-bit machines, sixteen-bit machines. Um, it was great, and uh, it, as as time went on, you had got more and more pixels on the screen, more and more sprites being shifted around, more and more sort of effects like powerless scrolling. Then we moved on to three D, basic three D. I mean, we did have some cheap three D, you know, a little bit like the original elites. Um, but as as, we, as things progressed, as it always does, it's like I want better graphics, I want better looking games. And then at some point, we seem to have gone back to a sort of a retro look and feel. I mean, don't get me wrong, I kind of like the idea of it. I'm sure you do as well. Um, so what, what, why have we gone back to this? You know, Is it because we've got developers out there who aren't possibly able to manufacture a game in 3D anymore, even if it's just a 2D platform and 3D engine? Um you know, maybe they're not very good at graphics, or, or is, is an hour just a reinsurgence of the 80s and early 90s style games? What do you think? I think it's a bit of that, a bit the re uh, the retro. I certainly think it's a bit the retro thing, because retro sells. Um, 
by a, when I look at this, I actually, um, it was a few years ago now, I think um, it's sort of, they're not called Imagine Software anymore. Um, in fact, I can't remember, Core Design, um, I think. And when they when they re-release some of their old retro games on the on the Xbox One, I actually downloaded and played them, and I um, I probably spent more time on them than I did on I think it was um, one of the oh, College of Ghost Recon that had just come out. Yeah. Uh, I spent more time on the old retro games than I did on that. And, and I think, to me, it's down to playability. I think it's down to how it plays. <clears throat> and, I, and I think that's right. So if you look at retro graphics, and you've just said it there, and then 2D style, you're a wizard, you've got spells. And, and when you look at it, it's probably more addictive. I think it's more addictive, and there's more to it. And the, I've and, and a I screenshot think, yeah. in, there in the notes for you to have a look. But um, if you've not looked at the game before, yeah, there is that in there that the, the gameplay for a t- for two D kind of does work with retro graphics. It's, it, it's simple, isn't it? You can only do simple. You can't go around a three D open world and do the. But but to me, some of them are okay. But it's like some of the Call of Duties for a start, and some of the others. To be honest, I mean, there's a lot of these. The stuff that the story based, in other words, that they're already sequenced. You can't really do much. Well, you know, do much with them. Whereas. With these, you know what you're expecting. You're not expecting a big grand open world. But however, I think these are more addictive. And I think the fact is, I'll just have a quick 10 minutes on this game. I'm agreeing with you, but could you argue that I can go on to use Unity or the Unreal Engine, I can still do a pseudo 2D platformer, which works exactly the same in terms of gameplay, but actually add more slightly funky, maybe cartoony or whatever style you're looking for, graphics. Um, and you can have nice 3D backgrounds and all sorts of going going on. Why why would people just still go? Do you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to stick to a not a bland, but like a, a reduced color palette. Um, sprites are basic, and and put that out in 2000. Because I, I, I think they put uh, to me. I think they put gameplay before anything else and some of it is some of it's retro i mean some of it is and i think a lot of the i mean i don't know who the developers are but i think some of them are you know i used it'll be i used to play this on commodore i used to play this on uh spectrum that you know the gameplay were brilliant i want to make something like that so they've gone and so what they've done is i think they've uh basically looked at you know what they used to play on and 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 they've just mimicked it yeah, And you might be right, it probably could be easier to do, although I was speaking to uh, somebody who's done a couple and he said it's not, he said it's actually harder because the tools are the tools are designed now, are they, they design, you know, the, the game design tools are, are not designed to do those sort of graphics, so it, it, it's, it, the workflow is not quite there. Um, yeah, I mean, predominantly the, these engines these days are for 3D but you, yeah. you can set up a, a two, pseudo 2D uh, scene. So, when we look at obviously uh, looking at this this game, and I'm, I am going to pronounce it incorrectly, Noita. Um, I mean, it, it's it is very retro. I mean, I'd say it's more like Atari ST, Amiga. It is because uh, it's very it's very lemons. Twelve hundred, very lemons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, but obviously, it adds a little bit more to it. Every every pixel interacts with every other yeah. pixel on that yeah. screen, which you won't be able to do in some of the older ones. No. You just won't be able to go through the physics. If you blow explode the platform and, and there's water sat in that platform, it will flow through and affect other things in the game. And it's it's an amazing game. Um, so I won't take that away from a match. It, I love spending fun. five minutes on this. Yeah, it's a good it, five it, minute game. It, but don't you think this is more fun? Whereas you know, new games, college with it, people took yeah, it's too serious. People get well. I've seen people get angry, chuck the you know controllers at screen, smash them up, and also do, do you think you know? This is just fun. Nobody's going to like do that to this game. Um, yeah, like you say, I just want a quick ten minutes on this, and you'd have ten minutes on this. Um, although ten minutes becomes an hour, <laughs> whereas you know the other some of the other games, and and that's why you know I got an Xbox One X, and I think I've played one game on it since I bought it in August September. Um, I just not, you know. <clears throat> Certainly, than new modern games, and I, I do go on and buy indie games, and all indie games are like this, and I do like the indie games, not because they're just cheap, they are, but I just like playing indie games, and it, it has made me look out there and go, right, what? How can I make a? Because if you look at the old computer, you could buy platform game makers, you know, and you build your own platform games or two D games, and you know, and I'm still trying to find something out there that 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 caters for that. Um, I do know like the uh, games creator team used to do one years ago, didn't they? So obviously they had the programming language. They they did uh, a few bits and pieces, but I can't see anything that exists anymore that allows you uh, to do something like this. And it's fun. It just and it even look even just looking at it now just looks fun, colourful. I like it, and and it's the sort of games. If you look, that's why I think the Nintendo Switch has done really well. Because that caters for this type of it does it. It's attracted a lot of the indie yeah. um, game developers. I mean, it has. one that I love playing. It's very stylized, and I would I'd probably argue it's very very much maybe a twelve hundred uh, graphics than anything else. It's called Darkest Dungeons. Yeah, and it's just a basic side scroller. I mean, you don't really jump up or down or anything. It literally scroll across, and then it, it you hit certain rooms, and it depending on algorithms, you'll hit certain characters. And it's a it's a turn based, uh, sort of RPG as it were when you when you're battling out, um, but the graphics are stylized like a cartoon, but they are still retro, and you know there's not you're not jumping around, you're not hacking and slashing, you are taking your time and working out which character can do what attack maneuver next on what particular character. So you have to sit there and think about it. There's a lot of strategy to that, but you know. Probably a few years ago, if I said to you that in 2021 there's going to be games where they look like they come from the 80s and 90, early 90s, you'd probably, and I think the same thing, oh no, why would, why would you go back to those graphics? Those yeah, graphics yeah. Were, were awful. But now we're at a stage where we're, you know, we are the retro brothers and we're retro because we're older. Um, where we do actually have a bit of nostalgia for these sort of games, you know, we do fire up emulators and play the old ones, but. Now, some developers who probably never even grew up in the eighties and the nineties are, are developing these now and saying, "Do you know what? I loved the style." You know, I mean, let's face it: music from the eighties now is huge again. Um, yeah. All the synth synthwave music is it's all over, so it's become a thing now. You know that it, that is now embedded in our culture. Um, 
I think it's good. I, I mean, I like it. I mean, I were arguing why like, why would you do that when you can put in a cord or something, just to be like devil's advocate. But I I like it. I mean, you know, I think sometimes I do it because they can, and sometimes I do it because they can't do anything else. Um. But, I mean, there are some really good ones out there. And because you're reducing the amount of workload that you're putting on the on the computer, you can play these on, on a low-end laptop, fire up Steam or whatever your favourite platform is, GOG, download it and pay for it and, and, and play it on a, on a basic PC. Um, so I think it's good that they're catering for that as well. It's not just about being able to push yeah. 4K on, on a no, on and people. Which, Screen. People can afford it. You're not paying eighty pound for it or hundred pound. Exactly. You're helping the little people if you like that sort of thing. It, or you it just is. You've got game. one, maybe two people developing this game. Maybe you know, maybe, maybe you know, at the very most, you've probably got a team of three, or, uh, you know, three, maybe four. But yeah, you, know, you look at these other games. You know, you've got fifty, you know, a team of fifty, and a budget of probably more than you'd get on certain Hollywood blockbusters these days. Yeah. So it, it is. It's two very extremes, you know, and I think it's got, they've all got their own environments and I think it's slightly separate into, you can't really, you can't compare one to the other. They've all got their own uh, need, you know, environments really. Um, so then let's, let's, let's like look at that. So if I wanted to do farming right now, um, I could get farming simulator and it's got amazing graphics and I'll need a decent PC for it. And to be honest with you, you need a wheel. So I'm going to spend some money on some hardware. If I can spend my time all day plowing fields or doing whatever, um, and just making like make it my farm and make it look good. But then you've got the other end of the scale, more story based. But you've got Stardew Valley. Have you seen that? No. Uh, look it up. Stardew Stardew Valley was made by one person. It was his, it was his own engine. Didn't use an engine. He wrote it from scratch. So it's very very old school. The graphics are, are retro. Um, it's got a slight anime for the characters when you when you view them when you talk to them, but it is retro. It's pure. I mean, you could play. I mean, it's something where you could quite easily see back in the day of, of the Amigas and the STs and the early consoles. Um, I mean, actually, you can actually get it on your phone as well. That's how basic it is in terms of a of a game. But it's got complex characters. You know, you, you start having friendships, you start having love affairs and everything else. But then at the same time, you, you're building your farm. So it's got that element that everyone likes now. It's the sandbox, it's the retro graphics, and it's the crafting it to an extent of, of new tools and things like that and building your own little little farm. So Stardew Valley has become a phenomenal success. It's one guy. Um, so, you know... you. you like you say, you've got the options there, haven't you? You can go for the top end cord or farming simulator and have the very, very old Microsoft simulator as well, where you have the top end looking games and it actually feels real. Or you can have what well, you want to have the fun of a farm, but then have something else as well where you know it's a bit retro. Um, and you can, you know, like you say, the beauty of this is I can put it on anything I want. So you, you develop a small game. You put it on a phone. Phones are powerful enough now for a lot of stuff. Um, and you can push it out to, like you said, the Nintendo. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's here to stay. I think it's a genre now. Um, like like sandbox and, and, and uh, creative. Um, 
and crafting is now obviously a genre in itself. Yeah. You know, from things like Minecraft. I think this is now a genre. It's it's nostalgic, it's retro. And um, and it's new. We're getting new games with retro graphics and I love it. So kudos to all these developers who are, are sort of thinking that they don't you know, they need to make three D and they have to be at top end looking graphics, ray trace and all that. That that's there and that's available and you know, I like playing photorealistic games as well as uh, retro games. But it's a good thing. It can only be a good thing. I am shocked to to be talking about retro graphics and pixel graphics at the, in 2021. I didn't think that was ever going to be a, a case, but I like it. I like that I'm talking about new games coming out. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the official Stranger Things um, game also had pixelated, you know, pixel graphics. It was an old um, style game and also um, I think um, Back to the Future as well brought out as I think it's a 30th anniversary game yeah, a few years back and again that looks very it's retro it's not some you know FPS 3D yeah. you know ray tracing um, and again you know it's what, it's what people it's what people want you know they, there's a market there's a market for both you know um, but there's a, a I think there's a different reason why you'd play the, the these rather than you know the uh, Call of Duty's uh, yeah, totally. as well, but yeah. So that's that's uh, nostalgia. I love in that uh, from one nostalgia to another. Yeah. So the the Tari BCS. Uh, obviously, we we talked about this last week, and um, we 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 spoke about how it really does exist because I think for for years it were a bit dubious. Uh, the people, you know, wasn't people had you know had left some of the original developers who were doing the OS and I think and I think the I think the old concept changed over time or what they wanted it to be. Uh, but people have got it and I've started seeing reviews. But the reviews seem to be very I'm confused. Yeah, a lot of people it's like, well what is it? I'm confused what it is. You know, you've got people who are disappointed, they've got it and think, hang on. Um you know, yeah, it's got a, a an interface, a UI, and I can play twenty six hundred games. Um, and there's a couple of games that have come out for it, but not many. It's almost as this is what it is, guys, at the moment, and it's the uh, basically made it. It's almost an open source. What you can do with it, it's almost you know now is the ability to put your own OS on it. You can have it as an emulation machine. Uh, you can have it as a Windows machine, uh, but but yeah, it's like, but a lot of people, a lot of reviews seem to be I'm confused. Um, and there's one, you know, and there's one here, and they, you know, the the you know the headlines that you know for 2021 is hard to recommend as anything other than an auditor, because it's like, what is it? What is it they're trying to do? You know, how are they trying to? Uh, sell this? But when you look at the website, it it seemed clear to me. And I were actually excited that it did more than just, uh, yeah. You can go out and buy a little mini Atari joy. You know, you can go out and buy the joystick you know, for twenty five quid with fifty games on it. Hundred, if that's what you want, twenty six hundred games. So why would you get this anyway? But I think this is it sits under your TV. You know what? You can play retro Atari games. You can play retro Atari console games. Um, if you want to configure it, you know you you um, you know, there's you, there's loads of um, 
ISOs out there and images. Um, you can throw that on it. It can become a, uh, an emulator machine. It can become a PC. Um, and obviously, because it can become a PC, somebody's even managed to play Cyberpunk uh, or get Cyberpunk 2077 working on it. Wow. Now, that's a, that's a feat in itself purely because of the fact that you can't get him working on the previous for <laughs> well, no, no, you can't. No, so, you know, so. so for everyone that's that's bought a PS5 and an Xbox Series X, you're disappointed because Cyber run well. Did he report it on any good? Or? No, so well, go out and buy an Atari VCS. So it runs on the lowest settings you can ever put on it. Right, right. And okay. it, and it and it will work. I mean, the fact that you can do that, it's amazing. I mean, I, I, well, I said this last last week. Um, when I looked at what this is, and I thought, okay, it's a, it's a console, and I'm about to play Atari games and other things on there. But then, obviously, then I started reading about that, oh, you can now put a desktop on it. And I, and I did argue that, well, anyway, what is this now? What What is this? If it, if it was a console, but now it's not a console and it's a desktop, but you can do this, but then you can do your own projects on it. Like you say, you can turn it into sort of an arcade machine and emulate arcade machines. What is it? Does it is it has lost its identity? And actually, by the time I'd read and then thought of the ideas that I could do with this machine, like you say, you could plug it into your TV to play your games, but then you can sideline it and put it put like a, a an OS on there. You got a desktop, so now everything else is open up. So you can then play Netflix on it through the browser. Um, so you don't have to worry about apps not, you know, being out of date and something like that. So that actually it does open up more avenues, and yeah, it kind of does lose its identity. But by the time I'd looked at that, I was like, okay, yeah, it's a console, it's niche. To actually, I might get one of these because, yeah, you know, I, I do have a, a a small PC downstairs running Windows Ten, but it, it does lag and it is terrible. If, if I can put a nice OS, a nice clean one on there, and and have like be able to just fire up into Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like that. I mean the I, I mean it is low spec, but the, but but the but the right that it's an AMD Ryzen, it is system on a chip. Um, but the it's not available. You can't go out and buy this chip. So it is, and so the specs are there for this machine. Um, even though the, you know the slightly low, but you can put, you know, you, you can put 32 gig of RAM in. I'd like to think, actually. I mean, we need to get one of these and, and benchmark it, really, because you say, yeah. like you say, you can upgrade it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the beauty of yeah. this. Yeah, you can. SSD internal, so it's got a slot for an SSD. Um, uh, and, oh, it's an M2 SSD, I actually. It's M2, which is even yeah. better. Yeah, and um, yeah, you can even put thirty two gig of RAM in. Now, the only the, the only thing with it is you're not your everyday person is going to be able to upgrade it. You know, if you've never because you have to open up the case and the, the, so there's no slots putting the memory in, for instance, and that. So you've got to uh, got to take it apart to do it. But I think this is aimed at them type of people. Yeah, somebody would have a Raspberry Pi. I would like instance. to have seen this design and gone a little bit further. Maybe it's where somebody comes up with the A1200 clone or something yeah. like that, where we talked about last time again, you know, trademark the Retro Brothers, you know, give us some money, whatever. <laughs> but it's like, if, if, they, if they'd have put like a little um, trap door on the bottom of the device yeah. where you could just click it open and it exposes, the, like you say, the M2 port there and it might, yeah. might expose the spare um, RAM port 
uh, we could put put you another piece of ram in there or whatever. How many pot? How many? How many has it got? Is it low? It's, 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 it's so it's got two. two um, so it's got so it's got two. So if you could expose the... those two slots yeah. via a trapdoor on the bottom, that would have been one of the best designs because yeah. that means then, like you say, you're not having to open up a case because look, yeah, like you say people are afraid to do it. Um, there's more and more people out there who will who will now just download an ISO and fire it up and play with it and see what what you can do with it. Um, I mean, if this were okay, if this were a mini PC for three hundred ninety nine pound, and it were just in a bland box, a cube, would you buy it? You wouldn't, would you? you you'd look at it and go, oh, "That looks all right," but it might be a bit too expensive. I'll look at somewhere else. I'll just get a PC. But uh, the fact this is an Atari VCS, it comes with an OS on it. It comes with its own environment, but yet you can do more. I, I think that's that is the appeal. And I think that is the selling point. And, you know, I know people have said, yeah, but they're calling it a console. Uh, are they? Um, yes, they're probably are VCS console, but it, it's not a PC, is it? It's not a bland... No, I mean, you can argue the next generation uh, consoles well, next... are, are PCs anyway. You know, well, I mean, next... all right, they've, they've got their own shell and you can't really kind of break them these days as much as you used to be able to. But, you know, they are they are PCs. They've just got a shell on it, and they're obviously giving you access to their app store and everything, yeah. so it's all locked down. But whereas this, this is the beauty of this: you're not getting locked down. You're not having to say, right, okay, we, you can't play with it, you can't do anything with it, you can do anything with it. So, I was convinced about this, and to be honest with you, at that price point, all right, I don't want to play Cyberpunk on it because I know it's going to yeah. look awful. But the fact that you can get something that was released just a few months ago, a couple of months ago, and run it on low setting tells me that some of the games that are three years old, four years old, maybe two years old, you get on medium. That actually tells me now I can download Linux, because I'm just yeah. going to choose that. I can stick on Steam. Yeah. Uh, or I can download my games off GOG or wherever else you go. And I can now play games native or otherwise on my box downstairs and I don't have to sit in an office or sit in a separate room to play games. So you got a choice. And you know what? Actually, if you think about it, obviously Steam does have that Steam Play, so you yeah. can actually over the network play a game. I've done it on a mobile phone. I've actually tried playing a game from my uh, desktop to a phone and it actually does work and there's no lag. I mean, it just... It, it, it's a slight lag, but it's not where you think this is terrible. It, it feels like you've got a um, sort of a low, a slightly higher latency um, rem, sort of wireless device. So that tells me then I can not only play lower end games on it natively, I could use Steam Play with my desktop upstairs and I can sit in the front room and I can use a controller and I can play my favourite games, even the top end ones. Because I can Steam play through, and it, because the device itself isn't low end, is it wireless only? Uh, I'm just looking. No, no, it's not. So you've got a LAN port in there as well. Yeah. So we've got Ethernet as well. So even better for Steam play. This has actually turned out to be a pretty decent device. And in fact, this is where really Steam kind of messed up in a way because this is almost like a steam machine i remember when this came out and people going this is like feels like a steam machine this because they did talk about allowing you to do that so maybe they've got it right you know 
you know, maybe that, all right, it's still going to be niche, but for those people who want to build a Steam Play or play native games on it, or just do do play it as a console, they can do all that without having to break into it and root a device and potentially destroy the warranty on them. Um, yeah, I, I, I could argue that I could probably do a lot of that on a, on a Raspberry Pi. That being said, it is a completely different processor. Yeah, this is this is like that's as much as you can argue they're desktop processors. They are different processors, so there are certain things that aren't going to run on those. Uh, whereas this is giving you a full end PC in a console, guys. I'm 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 still going to argue that that having all that limitation removed and giving you access to do that actually does make it better. Let's face it, who who would like to be able to say side switch off the Xbox, hold down a button, put in a USB, load up Windows 10 and use it as a Windows box? Yeah. There'll be a lot. Yeah, exactly. If you could do that and it were authorized and they allowed you to do it and then they should do, that means that you're then getting a separate separate OS you can boot up and uses a proper desktop. So you've got an extra desktop in your in your house. But they don't do like doing that because they don't like people playing with their devices anymore. Um I'm still gonna keep an eye out. So in terms of like feedback from other people as a, you know, because obviously you've said that someone's tried to put Cyberpunk on and got it working, is there any sort of major faults with this device? No, I so the, 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 well, there's a couple of things. I suppose uh, some people are saying like the UI's there, you know, the 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 one that it ships with, it's not, it it lags a little bit, and the uh, if you go into the app store um, for games, there's not there's not a lot there at the moment. Um, I, so, so there's that there's that side of things. Having said that, it's got a really nice interface. Um, you know, it's not just got 2,600 games, I mean, it's got 5,200 Atari 5,200 games as well, as well as arcade games. Um, so that you know, that part of it looks really nice. Uh, it's got Plex built in. Um, obviously, you can get um, Disney, you know, you can get Disney Plus and, and stuff like that thrown on it. Um, within you know, because it's built on Debian, it is a Debian OS. Um, but they're saying there's not a lot you can do with it at the moment. So the, the, the sort of saying so the biggest selling point is the PC mode. But as soon as you mention PC, I mean a lot of people then expect to play IN stuff on it, and you just can't. Um, but Fortnite works really well on it, you know things like that. Um, it, but if you, yeah, you know, you're not going to expect. You know, I, I'm buy something for three hundred ninety nine in any case and want and expect to play IN massive games and ever i just think you know this is a project for some people and and i think it's going to be interesting to see what people do do with it if if somebody said to you here's a raspberry pi case it looks exactly like an atari 2600 with wooden panel on with lights you can put a raspberry pi in it you know emulation machine but it's 120 quid for case you buy it yeah yeah and then your raspberry pi you know that's nearly 200 quid there and as without anything, you've got to put your own things on it. So the fact that you know, okay, it's three nine nine. So because um, because this is a niche machine, at some point or another, yeah. you're going to get a, um, a stage where 
it's not going to be supported anymore. I mean, let's face it, it's not. It's going to be one of those devices that'll be out for a couple of years, and then maybe eventually they'll stop writing apps for it. They'll stop developing the front end and the shell and everything else that's using in the console mode. But so it, so yeah. then you're going to be at a stage where think, oh, hang on a minute. I've now got this device and I can't do anything with it, but you can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many? How many have we had these in the past where you go, you go on, you go into a Kickstarter, and it's like we've got a new console. It will play retro games. It's amazing, and you can download them. We've got developers lined up, da 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 da. A bit like this, but then for whatever reason, it just doesn't sell well or doesn't do well, and and, and that's it. You're stuck with it. You're stuck with a device which really isn't actually able, yeah, it's able to do much with it. Yeah, um, but this you can, you can like you, like you said, you can put your own OS on it, turn it to desktop mode, and you've got something that has a little bit more life in it that will continue to work as a device. I mean, you could probably run this device for the next five, six, seven years, easily running Netflix and, and Amazon Prime potentially. Um, so it's got it's got. A long-term value to it as well. So, for, again, for the price, good lord! I mean, unless there's a bug in the in the in the BIOS or a bug in the hardware itself, grab one. Grab one because it'll be great to have it in your front room, plugged into your TV. It'll it'll just complement what you've already got with you. You've got a Fire Stick or a Fire, or, or Apple TV or whatever. This gives you more options. This gives you an opportunity to do other things. Um, as much as people can say that you can web browse from a Fire Stick, you won't want to. Yeah, I, I, I think. I, I mean, the only yeah, I and mean, the fact it yeah, um, you can run a yeah. The, I mean, the fact it runs on a Linux distribution now, does that mean you know if they stop support, does that mean somebody else will make a uh, you know oh well, well I'll update the UI? Somebody else could. It's not. The only thing that's I think is closed platform is obviously that don't as yet don't allow you to get into the BIOS, so yeah. you can't overclock it or do anything. What, so the the OS itself, so the console OS, is that open source? Uh, well, when you look at the also now, uh, just having a look at what it's based on, one of the items. Um, I don't know because secure boots forced on. I suppose it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really say what the uh, if if it is open source the, but it's it's just a custom Debian based. Uh, so the OS is built and you know it's just custom Debian. Yeah. But it, hey. It's it, it's Debian. Yeah. You know, yeah so, I mean, if you can't if you can't do anything with it at the moment, I'd like to think that if they do give up uh, sort of any any form of support for it, they'll they'll actually say, do you know, have at it. It's open source. Do what you want with it. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I think it'd be interesting. The only the, the only downside is because I did try and see if I could pre-order one. You, uh, we we can, and it, you can't because the it's not available to the UK. <laughs> From um, direct from their website at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, um, well, I mean, Walmart have started distribution it in the US, and uh, you know, and a few big ones, but there's as yet there isn't a UK distribution. It doesn't. Well, there doesn't seem to be. This is where we struggle, you know. We, we've got some great devices out there like this that 
people want, and you're gonna have to do an import from a from you know a store or someone who will ship yeah. international. By the time you finish, the costs will be massive. Yeah, and this is where this is where we struggle with things like this. There are devices and there are, there are tech that come out on a on a yearly basis that you know would be amazing. And it's really cheap, and by the time that you get it over to the to to Europe or or UK or whatever. It's going to cost you a fortune. Um, yeah, and they you know, did, they these, did these people when they're thinking about the these these sort of devices that they should really think about international shipping. I know they're trying to concentrate on local first, and US yeah. is a big market. I'm very sure, but they never really think about the big picture and start saying, "Well, you know, would Japan like something like this, or Australia, Europe?" Um, I mean, they've got plans in the future to be able to sell them direct or yeah, so there's plans to have UK distribution. So I, I think it'll be a UK online. I, I can't, uh, to be honest, I reckon it'll be Amazon. Well, where, wherever it appears. Um, you might want to bag one, actually, from the US, because I don't know what our exchange rate at the moment is, but it might be worth doing that. Cause by yeah, because yeah, it'll probably, you know, add the cost on it, it'll probably be the same price. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, so I'm going to have a look at it, but I think you certainly can't. The Atari Direct won't ship to the UK, but you know maybe if you go on Walmart's website or the other, I think there's another one as well that's selling it uh, or pre-ordering it, then yeah. Um, then yeah, I, th- I think you probably might be able to get it, but certainly they don't, unless Amazon US do. Yeah, I think sometimes you can get stuff shipped over, but I think you'll struggle. Um, what I would probably say is if it ends up on Newegg, you might well get it from there because they do deliver to international. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what their prices are like in terms of shipping. But... I'm just having a look um, if the US... Uh, no, they don't. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, the Atari US have got some... Uh, not, not Atari, the Amazon US site have got some interesting... Atari stuff on there, but not the VCSs yet. So if I were to pre-order one of these right now on the website, it's just a no-go? At the moment, yeah. I have contacted them. They've not come back to me yet, um, Grant. Uh, but on their blog and everything, that they're saying as yet, they, there's, no UK, there's no UK distribution. They are looking at it. Well, if you if know somebody in the wants, US, if anyone wants, <laughs> yeah, if, or if anyone wants to distribute it in the UK, you know, <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Atari, if you want, you know, if you want a company, you know, if you want Retro Brothers to uh, to facilitate that for you, um, <laughs> the our UK channel. Yeah. You remember, we've got fifteen warehouses empty yeah. waiting to ship your product. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's it's it, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting one. I, I, it's gonna be a shame because by the time we get it, it's gonna be the same price in in pounds than it is in uh, uh, dollars. So, uh, yeah, I don't know anybody that would I, I would want to be able to hand over cash and get it shipped across. But if you are lucky enough, then I definitely do it before it gets over to to Amazon. By the time it comes over here, it will be overflated. You're probably talking about £400 by the time it hits Amazon. In yeah, year. and I think um, you don't get the wood-panelled version either. Um, it's I think even that's... worse because you don't, you don't want the other one. No. It's wood panel or nothing. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know what they'll do, don't you? You'll so you'll get the black one and then you'll they'll, it'll be interchangeable. You'll be able to get the wood panel for £49 or something. <laughs> 
ridiculous. But yeah. 400 pounds plus another, yeah, yeah, let's just get a console instead. Yeah. But uh, that, that, that's, I will follow it, and, and I'm a bit disappointed that I can't pre-order one of these at the moment, because, you know, I'm, I'm starting to feel like I should do, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Hopefully yeah. we'll uh, get access to one of these. That's yeah, hopefully so. Well, that's it for this week. Hopefully we haven't gone on too long for this week, and we're endeavouring to shorten our episodes to keep it nice and snappy. But we're interested. <laughs> Where we work, we will always have a good chat about uh, a particular interesting topic, so we'll potentially always overrun by a few minutes. But if there's anything else, then it's uh, goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. See you next time.